Hello, everyone. Welcome to Artificial Ghost Radio. I'm Mars, and this is a podcast where each and every week we rediscover what makes music so special. And this episode that I'm recording right now is a bit of an unprecedented event. So I'm talking to you now, speaking through time, from uh, Friday evening, the night before this episode goes up. And I still very much intend for this episode to go up at 10 a.m. on Saturday morning, like every episode does. So I'm recording it and editing it all in one night, and it's it's going to be very fun, I guess. But uh, first off, welcome to another bites. It's it's the second one. Well, it's the third one, all things uh, all all told. But it's the second one in a row, and the reason why that is is because Miles he needed to take a bit of time off this week, just like I needed to take some time off last week. And so I thought that, uh, I thought that it would be a, a great idea since he did last week a album sort of retrospective on Northbound by Neil Hilborn that I should do a album retrospective on an album that I really like. And there just so happens to be an album that I really like that's also really new. And it just makes sense for me to be talking about Injury Reserve by Injury Reserve. Injury Reserve is Injury Reserve's debut album. They've had other projects before, uh, but they're all technically EPs or mixtapes or whatever. Before I get into that, let me, let me, let me do a, uh, a sort of peek behind the curtain. This is the reason why this is such an unprecedented event, uh, is that uh, I'm re-record? I was midway through editing the previous take of this episode, and I just didn't like my energy. I didn't feel like I was being fun, uh, and also, you know, I didn't feel like I was doing a good job of convincing people why this album is is worthwhile. And my original style was my uh, my original idea for what I would do for the previous take of this episode is I just went through the album beat by beat and and um you know and and tried to have, you know, a sort of traditional art ghost format um but recording solo, it, it didn't really work. I felt like I, I needed someone to bounce off of to really make what I was saying. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I just need, I needed Miles there. Um, but, uh, I decided, uh, just like 20 minutes ago that I am going to re-record this episode because I'm in a better mood and I, I just, you know, feel like I, am in a better place to talk about this album and I've reflected on it more. Um, but also because I have a new idea of how to tackle this episode. So what I'm going to do is from around this point forward, I'm going to listen to the album while recording. And I'm also recording. Here's my setup. So I have a desktop computer and I have a laptop computer. And on my desktop computer, I'm recording my voice. And on my laptop, I am, is what I'm actually listening to right now. And it's where I'm going to be listening to the album and recording the whole thing. You're not going to hear the whole thing because that's all kinds of illegal. But 
uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, while editing, um, I'm just going to like highlight bits of the music that I want to talk about and have it makes, it'll make more sense as we get into it. Or maybe it won't. I don't know. I'm just trying an, a new idea and, and we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna write it out. We're gonna f- figure this whole thing out. So, oh, let me, let me talk more about injury reserve. Um, I've talked about them before, uh, on a recent episode of songs that we mentioned before, I talked about two singles that were for the promotion of this album, uh, Jawbreaker and Jailbreak the Tesla. Uh, I'll get more into them in a little bit. Um, and, um, and even episodes before that, I talked about Oh Shit, which is a fucking banger of a song. Uh, now, Injury Reserve. They are an Arizona-based band. They formed in, like, around 2013, something like that. They've been releasing music uh, at a steady stream ever since. Basically, one project every year. Uh, the first two projects that they did, you can't really get a hold of anymore, uh, but starting from live from the dentist office in 2015 and onward, that music is all available, and it's all really fantastic. I got into them through Floss, which is their 2016 EP. Um, And then they released Drive It Like It's Stolen in 2017. And then they skipped 2018, but they released Drive It Like It's Stolen late 2017, and then this is early 2019, kind of. Um, so, you know, roughly a year, add a couple months, whatever. Uh, add like half a year, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. But whatever. Uh, so, uh, the entry reserve is made up of rappers, uh, Steppa J. Groggs, which is the coolest fucking name ever, and Richie with a T, which is also a dope name. Uh, Richie is his last name, uh, if you're curious. I think his, I think his first name is Nate or Nathaniel or whatever. Um, uh, and then the producer behind their whole act, the one who provides all of their sick beats and wicked instrumentals is Parker Corey, who has an average name. Uh, and with that, I, I think let's get into this album. Let's just get into it. I, I think it's time. I think it's time to get into it. So let's get into it. Okay. Also, I do have a big bowl of spaghetti because I had this idea while I was making dinner and I decided it's, it's, it's getting late already. If I'm going to get the, make this happen, I'm going to have to make it happen now while I have a bowl of spaghetti. I'm going to cut all the spaghetti noises out, but if you're curious, you know, uh, now you know. All right. <clears throat> okay. So we're going to start off with the first track because that's how the ordering of the album works. We're going to start off with the first track, and uh, that first track is Corona and Lime. This, this fucking opening bit absolutely kicks ass. Yes, I love... I love this whole intro. It... Ah, ah! Ah, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna do this whole verse. Or at least most of it. Yeah, humble is a mumble in the jungle, you dig? Can't never knock the hustle, get that shit how you live. 
If you didn't help me get it, don't be speaking on mine No for real, don't say shit like you're speaking in mine I'm just speaking my mind, take it a day at a time Yeah, I'm from the 510, nickel and dime I know a few dudes getting paid off a crime But cops came from behind, now they doing time Never thought I'd be getting paid off of these rhymes Ain't it funny sometimes how things align Friends that say that we don't get enough shine I mean, shit, well, they isn't lying You a couple shitty deals that I had to decline uh, I lose it after this point, but I got most of it Maybe I'll see you in my next life Maybe this I'll outro my is it so Maybe fucking good. Laugh, laugh, laugh. So Corona and Lime is just a, a a completely great electric start to this album. I totally love this song. This was the third single that they released uh, in promotion for this album, so you know it kind of makes sense to to lead off with it. Yeah, this this song is just um, just a com- a great start to the album. Grog's verse is incredible, and obviously, like I've committed most of it to memory, and. Any long-term listeners of the show will know that my memory is garbage. It's it's a pretty legendary verse, as far as I'm concerned. Um, Richie's contribution is is you know less dominant, but one thing that's kind of a one of my gripes with this album is that like Grogs just doesn't get enough of a like enough to do on this album. Really, there's some songs that he's not even on. So I just love having this be you know the opening and having a you know a lot of grogs right up front uh because honestly his rap his flow and his delivery and writing style is just completely amazing i i'm i'm a big grogs fan all right so next up is jawbreaker um which we talked about uh in in pretty good depth uh in a previous episode of the show so i i won't have i'll sort of just skim past this one but you know i'll give you a little listen of it i totally understand why some people might want to skip this song. And like Protein Saint really doing anything uh, for anybody on this song. But I still enjoy it. I, th- I still think it's a good song. You know that you're a black girl, right? Your hair's supposed to be sold in, not spiked up. I do what I want, not whatever gets the likes up. Although like you should never skip like this song, up. because then you'd be missing you. Rico Nasty's verse. Them, copy my swag, you can see that I taught them fresh to death. I belong in a coffin, but I'm way too light to die so often express myself. And but you should never skip a Rico Nasty verse. And then, right at the end, it just goes... From complete, like, marimba nonsense to complete batshit crazy just right at the end. I've had people, I've, I've showed people this song and, they, and they're like not a fan of that. 
this is it, it jawbreaker is a very unique song on this album like there, there's really no other song on the record that sounds anywhere near like this but there's also a lot of songs like that sort of one-off ideas one and done pick it up throw it away sort of stuff Inver Reserve rarely sticks to the same style for very long, so we will probably never hear a song like this from them again. To some people, that's probably a good thing, but I don't know. I, I think that this song has a lot of merit, and I, 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 I don't know. It does take a lot of listens to really get into it. Maybe it's a Stockholm Syndrome. Next up is Get the Fuck Up. It's, well, it's GTFU. Uh, Featuring JPEG Mafia and Cakes the Killer. Get the fuck About as aggressive as you would expect from a uh, a song called Get the Fuck Up. Okay, I'm I'm pausing it really quick because. Um, I want to talk about Kicks the Killer's verse on this one. So, Kicks the Killer is a, um, is a gay rapper, and that's only relevant to the conversation because of this line, um, bitch, I made a way for you F-slurs to get your money. Okay, now, overall, I like Kicks Kicks the Killer's verse on this song. I think he has a great energy. I think, you know, it's a, it, you know, it really fits the production of the song. It's, it's great. Um, this line though, look, my thoughts have been made clear on reclaiming slurs. I- I'm really not a fan of it. I don't think we should be doing it. And, you know, he can do what he wants. Uh, so I guess I'm not really knocking him that much because it's just like a, a, a sort of philosophical kind of disagreement between the two of us if we were to theoretically have a conversation, which we probably won't. But I don't know. I also think that it's like, I don't know. I, I just think that it's like not very, I don't know. I just think it's fucking stupid. I just think it's fucking stupid to, to, to do that shit, but whatever. The rest of the verse is great. All right, let, let, let's just continue. And then very suddenly, it just shifts from this aggressive, loud song to this sort of serene... I mean, there's some sirens and stuff, so it's not that serene, but, you know. God, I just... Look, okay, Grogs is my favorite member of Injury Reserve, okay? Alright? How's that? Richard Ritty is great, and of course, Parker Corey, you know. I mean, this whole shit wouldn't exist without Parker Corey, but... There are, there are about 50 get the fuck up. At least that's my estimation. Uh, GTFU, despite my disagreements with Cakes to Killer, uh, overall, I, I really like this song. I think it's, uh, I mean, it's mostly about, you know, getting up, taking it for yourself, uh, you know, taking opportunities and, and uh, you know. 
fucking shit like that. And that sort of attitude sort of carries throughout the first half, I would say, of this album. Uh, it, it sort of, this album sort of does that thing where, you know, it puts all the bangers at the front and then, you know, puts the more emotional tracks at the back. That said, um, you know, it, it's, it's less of a clear distinction than that, but f- yeah, basically. So there are two tracks on this album that I would classify as being jokes for the most part. The first one is the QWERTY interlude, which is a basically a verse spit by uh, somebody named Little QWERTY. Uh, I don't know anything about him. Uh, and let's let's get into it. Yeah, I mean, if this was an actual song, I don't know that I would listen to it, but I mean, he's basically just talking about, like, all of the ways that he pirated music uh, when he was a kid, and then... Uh, and then, you know, talking about how, uh, about trying to make a living off of selling CDs as they became a dying format. And, you know, there's a sort of nostalgia with this song for, for the sort of old ways. I mean, not that fucking old. Richie with a T is like 23, I think, like two years older than me. All of the shit they're talking about was still in the age of the internet. Uh, I mean, hell, on the next song, Jailbreak Tesla, which we'll get into in a second, you know, he outright says, you know, that he was, uh, Richie with a T outright says that he was raised by the internet, although that's a callback to a line that's from actually from Oh Shit, uh, which is the song that I mentioned earlier and brought several episodes ago. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's also interesting, this song going into Jailbreak the Tesla, because it's... You know, a song about, for the most part, like, like, with, uh, all of the, like, pirating music and all of that, it, it's sort of, sort of engaging with a digital criminality, you know? And that idea sort of carries through into Jailbreak the Tesla, which is all about jailbreaking a Tesla like you would jailbreak a phone, which is, Probably not illegal, but definitely against the warranty. And speaking of Jailbreak the Tesla, let's get into it. This is a song that I brought before, but really didn't go that in-depth with. I don't know how in-depth I'll go with it in this one, but whatever. Let's get into it. Fuck it, Jailbreak the Tesla. Fuck it, jailbreak the Tesla. Fuck it, jailbreak the Tesla. This song fucking owns. I love this song. I love this because, like, you know, like... I mean, shit, like, anybody around my age, like, back in this time, like... Piracy on the internet was really at its prime. Like, you could get anything, 
like through LimeWire or, you know, on Pirate Bay or whatever. I mean, it's, you know, definitely illegal and whatever, blah, blah, blah. But, like, shit, like, back in the day, we all fucking did it. We all, like, while we were at school, popped on, like, downloading the new fucking Britney Spears album. I love this lead-up. Hell yeah. Amine's verse on this song is fucking fantastic. I love Amine's voice and flow and writing style usually, or, or like writing style when he's not writing misogynistic lyrics. A lot of his solo music is like, you know, bitches this, bitches that, blah blah blah. You know, very early 2000s, 1990s shit. Although Blackjack fucking slaps. Alright, I don't know that I have much more to say than what I already said. That song just fucking slaps. It's a great fucking song. Uh, I feel like, you know, I, I've definitely like... Like, the experience when the, only the first two singles were out for this album was sending people Jawbreaker and then them being not really into it. And then sending them Jailbreak the Tesla and being like, okay, wait, this is better. <laughs> All right, so next track is Gravy and Biscuits, and I love this song. I see me and you. Yeah, check it. Everything cool, nigga. Everything gravy and biscuits. Yeah, check it. Yeah, everything's all good. Yeah, yeah. yeah humble is a mumble in the jungle, you did. Can't never not to hustle. Get that shit how you live. Glad to see a new... Okay, so there are so many callback lines on this album. Listening to this album, there's a lot of like little things or references or callbacks or whatever that are either sort of rewards if you've listened to the previous albums or just sort of context or you have no idea because you've never heard of any of the other EPs, mixtapes, whatever, um, which is incredibly valid. But anyway, Grogs does a callback line to a to a line that he made five songs ago. Not on a previous album, on a previous song on the same album. I I love it and I don't know. <laughs> I love it. It's great. This is another killer Grogs verse. This verse just rules. This whole song rules. You should see the other guy. Point at the map. That should be illegal. Just saying bits of lyrics and, and not actually singing along. I love that that backing like melodic moaning sound thing that they're doing, and the piano coming in—it's it's great. It's really good. All right, we ain't even pausing. Next song is the other sort of joke song. Step one: choose your drums. It's rap song tutorial. Step two: assemble your drums. Step three, add your melody. I mean, it's a pretty funny, it's basically just like, oh, rap Step is four, write a so hook. predictable. 
But it's also like rap is like making electronic music, Step especially, five. is so work. accessible yeah, yeah. nowadays. Chores, got some bread in mind. I want the two doors, ain't no I, know, I can understand why, like, you, can you know, because the song is sort of broken up into bits yeah. rather than being a full, proper, normal song. I mean, that just sounds that sounds righteous. I love that. But also the beat doesn't go anywhere, right? It's just this one loop. It kind of feels like they, um, like they just had this one loop that they liked and didn't want to, like, elaborate on it at all, so they just turned it into a joke song. Sure. Oh my god. Alright, next up is Wax On. Uh, fuck it, let's just go. It's got a great opening, for sure. Production-wise, this whole song fucking slaps. Gotten less checks since I got the blue one. So please tell me what the fuck that verifies. Twitter fees don't feed my daughter. If I could sell that motherfucker, I would cash it in. Cop a crib in Santa Cruz. Never see my ass again. Don't get it twisted. I still I mean, yeah, the, the fucking Twitter yeah, verified check mark. Like the fight for that shit is pretty ridiculous. And here comes Freddie Gibbs, whose first I plain just don't like. I mean, his delivery is fine. I just think that, like, lyrically, he made some decisions that I don't like. He just sounds like a total asshole. He just sounds like he's a total asshole. It's also interesting to have a song that, um, that Richie with the T is is sort of like he's just doing the hook. He's not. He doesn't have a verse on this one. Yeah, it's a good song, production-wise, um, you know, lyrically for the most part. Freddie Gibbs just brings it down. All right, next up, What a Year It's Been. This is about where the album takes a um, sort of divide, like the two halves divide between the empowerment side of the album and now we're in the reflection side of the album <clears throat> what a year it's been a lot of ups and downs keep falling off the wagon but never hit the ground or should i say the bottom that's the place i'll never go was drinking hella heavy had no self-control the nation ain't doing stephen jake roggs has for as long as Injury Reserve has been making music, has been talking about his um, his problems with alcoholism and heavy drinking. According to this verse, he's on the upswing. I uh, the intro's got like this total glitchy vibe and low key thing, and then this happens. And it's inspired. Yeah. Yeah. Check it, y'all. Check it. 
sent trying to make tragedy turn triumph but everybody trying to make family turn client how many shares you own all my dreams enough money can make any this song is totally divine i i'm a big fan of it It's a fucking great song. And yes, I'm a Step of J. Krog's stan, for sure, but Richie With a T is absolutely fantastic and wonderful at what he does. Uh, and... I don't know. Anyway, here's Hello. This song is like a nice little break in between two pretty heavy songs. This singer is, as far as I can tell, uncredited, but whoever they are, they've got a great voice. Alright, next up, we have definitely the heaviest song on the album, It's Best Spot in the House. I love this intro. Check it. Check it, yo, check it. I've had niggas that come up to me, say that they look up to me, yeah. And that they've been fucking with me since shit was ugly, yeah. And that these songs, man, they say they life. Now how you put that kind of power in these hands of mine? Shit was juvenile, like how was I too cowardly to go to your fucking funeral? But still feel like rapping about your death was fucking suitable. Was I true to you or using you? Or the unfortunate events to make my songs more movable, my grief provable. It's true though, I do wish I could call like shit was used yeah shout out to my brother chuck healthiest dude i know one day he was hooping and just dropped to the flow and this belief man i can never fathom that his sister rosie hit me like it might have been a heart attack couldn't do shit about it stuck in arizona plus they brought him back but i heard he's in a coma dropped to my knees and i started to pray said if he wakes up i swear that i'll call and text him every day felt like a lifetime after a couple days went past and I still ain't heard from your ass, man, wake the fuck up. Yo, luckily he did. My promise didn't last that long. You would text me, it would take like a week to respond. And I ain't got shit going on. What makes Injury Reserve so endearing to me in a lot of ways is, like, when they're writing lyrics, when they're, you know, you know, I mean, they're overall, you know, pretty private people is you know, anyone sh probably should be, right? Like, you know, especially if you have any amount of fame or attention on you, like, it's important to keep your shit locked up because otherwise you'll just, ne it'll just never end. But, you know, what they do share, what they do talk about, like, they're always talking as themselves. They're always being real and being honest and spilling their guts and opening their heart in a, in a way that like they have no obligation to and no no need to no reason to i don't know here's new hawaii this is probably my least favorite song in the album it's just not my speed and also like uh, Dram is on this song, and similar to Freddie Gibbs, I'm just not a big fan of his verse. It's mostly fine up until the last line, 
This is also the longest song on the album, and you really do kind of feel it. <laughs> I, I kind of go back and forth on this song on whether or not I actually like it. I like this bit. This sound reminds me so distinctly of Tupperware Remix Party. I haven't listened to them in years, but it's still very distinctly, uh, or, or, it's, it's, it's the kind of sound that they're sort of known for, or at least were. I, I imagine they're probably still on that grind. A lot of this song just kind of feels like empty space. Yeah, this is this is Dram's verse and uh don't know how to call it when I'm asked about my love life. All these questions got me uptight now I'm all up in my bag and it's mostly fine. The dark is not a habitat for me cuz I'm a except thinking about somebody who ain't for this line. you love me too bitch act like it sometimes. Come on, really? Got me feeling shit that I ain't felt before. You got me saying shit. Rishi with a T's verse absolutely like revives this song. I said it to some friends, but I don't mean like that. I put all my bread on us if I had to. It's just an endearing love verse. Like so sweet and they get my nose. Maybe I have it backwards. I don't know. Injury Reserve has, as as far as I'm aware, and I'm aware of the majority of their music, they've never done a love song. Nothing like this. But I wouldn't do that shit. I love just what we have. Edge of my bed, wondering why I deserve this. Back in my head, Picasso and our kids. It's just so sweet. And all this love you give. Hoping they meet someone that make them feel like this. Ah, ah, and then the violins. God. Yeah, this song is saved by the last like bit, you know, from Rishi with a T till the end. It's it's a good song. Any everything before that is, you know. All right. Coming up, it's the last song, Three Man Weave, which is a basketball term. I don't, I don't know. This song is filled with basketball references that I just don't understand. But it sounds fucking good. Check it, yo. Also, have y'all noticed that uh, Richie with a T's favorite two words on this album are check and it, specifically in that order? Yeah, yo, like that. Check it, yo, check it, yo, check it, yo. Still wanna be a hooper, but I wasn't that good. Had the dot I see dubs with the panel of wood. I love Grog's verse on this. King shit, but I had no J, so it really didn't mean shit. Yeah, sorry, Yunk, you spent your money on those cans, but we both knew I Sorry, Uncle, you bought shoes, but you bought expensive shoes for me. But we both know it was a waste of time. <laughs> Is this just like a, a nice, bright, fun exit to the album? The, the saxophone, the jazziness of it. This is a great fucking song, and it's a great way to end the album. So, 
That was Injury Reserve. I really love this album. I think it's a great, I think it's a great, great record. I, I really do. I, you know, in a lot of ways, it feels kind of similar, not in actual musicality, but in like maybe ambition to a lot of their other projects. Like they're kind of starting from the same starting point and going in dif- different directions, but going the same distance every time. In, yeah, in some ways, like, this is not, like, it, it might be a little confusing why this is considered their debut album when, like, Floss, for example, has the same amount of songs and maybe a similar amount of, of polish and, and quality to it. But that said, this album completely kicks ass. I'm a huge fan of it. And, you know, I've got some gripes with it, like, you know, like you've heard, but overall, like, I don't know. I keep going back to it, and I'll probably keep going back to it for a long time to come. It's truly a fantastic album, and and I really do think that's that's worth your your attention. And if you've you've you know you've heard all of the songs at least in part by now, so oh, if you liked what you heard, give it a listen. Give it a you know. Uh, I don't know it, how successful the style was. I noticed some hiccups during the recording of the, you know, music bit. It'll be kind of a mess to edit. But, you know, so I, I don't know how, how, how often you'll see this sort of format. But, uh, I, you know, I had fun doing it. So, uh, hey, uh, we'll see if I have fun editing it. I've got only a couple hours before I, uh, I'll end up going to bed. So, uh, I'll, I'll get it done in time. Evidenced by the fact that you're hearing this when it's released on time. Sure. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to Artificial Ghost Radio. If you enjoyed the show, please give it a rating on iTunes. It would be really cool. But also, just share with a friend. It would mean a lot to us. If you want to reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter at ArtGhostPod and at our email at ArtGhostPod at gmail.com. Thank you once again for listening, and I will see you on the other side.